That's just a sample of We Are Nerds, which is the brand new single by me, Justin Timpain, one half of Trek Off. So listen, go on iTunes and get it for yourself. It's only 99 cents. It's also on Amazon. It's on Spotify. It's wherever you buy your music, Google Play, it's going to be there. So look for We Are Nerds. And then you can, if you need to add my name, Justin Timpain, T-I-M-P-A-N-E, it goes to help us make this show. It goes to help us make more songs like that. But please, please get a copy of We Are Nerds. You can see the video on YouTube. That's We Are Nerds. Okay, time for Trek Off. Warning, the following contains plot spoilers and naughty language. That means explicit content. And the comments and opinions expressed herein are for entertainment and commentary purposes only and may not reflect the actual opinions of Geeks Radio or the individual hosts. So don't get mad. It's just a shit. It's time for Trek Off. Enterprise Double D. Welcome to Trek Off. My name is Justin, and today you are going to hear the second part of the podcast that we started just a week ago, um, where we discuss uh, Chaos on the Bridge, the movie, the new William Shatner movie on uh, on Netflix. It's really a fun movie. If you watch it, you're going to love it. If you didn't watch it, you're probably going to love this episode, too. Um, just word to the wise, uh, there were some audio uh, problems as we were recording the episode. We're aware of them, and we're in the process of fixing them, but I don't think they should really get in the way of you laughing your ass off for this, because this is a fun show. So, uh, without further do here's alexia and trek off i will say this for the documentary i want to talk about the content of the documentary but i will i want to what my review of the documentary i'd give it a solid b um and only because if you are in as into all of it as i have been um they're repeating a lot i didn't learn much new Except really, because I did. I didn't. The only new shit I learned was about Gene Roddenberry's lawyer, which we'll talk about. Oh, that I love that. That shit no. was really interesting. But all the other stuff. Clear me up on something then, because I don't have um the knowledge base on the the behind the scenes as much as you clearly do, since you're saying most of that wasn't uh, news to you. Um, it the the one woman it, it says like when it starts um first of all i really liked how it kind of did these uh like character like uh like sketches yeah. um like comics i loved that aspect of it i thought yeah, it was i want to really do cool. that for our film but we can't afford it sorry guys <laughs> right <laughs> such a Next shame time donate more no i'm kidding yeah <laughs> um i really liked that aspect um and i uh the when they did that like in the beginning when they're saying who's who there was one one that it was like Roddenberry's secretary uh, slash mistress. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I knew so. That, I I knew that that the the Roddenberry um the the, the Roddenberry uh Major Barrett relationship being all rosy was a bit of a myth. I know. Yeah, I did I, not know that. Yeah, I I knew that I knew that they that they had like falling out and then he got sick and then they were sort of back. I knew that there were dark years in there. But look, it's look, it's what Hollywood couples are like. Sometimes they have dark years. You know what I mean? I mean, John and Yoko had lost weekends and stuff like shit happens out there. I'm glad I don't live there. Um, <laughs> um, it's a crazy world show business. So I'm, I'm you know, no judgment cast to any of them. But um. I, I mean, it really set like what, like listening, like watching the documentary for me anyway. Like, 
I learned all kinds of shit I didn't know about. And it was so interesting to hear, uh, like, and I, I guess because I've experienced some level of this, like in the local uh, scene, uh, it was so interesting to me that I was like, because I guess perhaps in my brain, I've, I, I like, I've decided that like once you're up in like doing a TV show like Star Trek Land, um, it's not like that. That like it's um, there's not all the the drama and crazy and like it's it's interesting to me that that's just like this false naive thought in my brain. Like it's it's patently false. Like it's totally like that. Uh, like at least based on this documentary, it's fucking totally like that. Like when the writers are talking about like how many people have been fired and like that part was really interesting. Was like, like, like said, let me be clear about my re my review. My review is that it's a B. It's not a C or a D or an F. It's 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 a solid B in that it in that for at least for me because I didn't know a lot of the information or I already knew a lot of the information. By the way, if anybody wants to really get into all sort of the behind the scenes shit, and maybe I can find this for Christmas for for Alexia. I mean, I, I gotta maybe look for. It. There's a book called Captain's Logs, and I seriously, if you're a big fan, it's it's the most honest, unauthorized like like coverage of episode by episode of uh of the next generation and the original series and it's the first episode it, i'll tell you if you want a snapshot of why you want this book it has a, a review of it goes episode by episode and it quotes what the cast has to say in different interviews they've said but you know the episode where um the one moon circles with marina sirtis you, you, you know the scene the episode i'm talking about yeah. this is the book where there's a quote from uh, from Jonathan Franks going, that episode was a real piece of shit, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the honesty of this book. Um, so I read a lot of this behind-the-scenes shit in, in that book. And what I, I and thought I, was interesting in this documentary, um, like, and Mr. A commented on this at one point, um, and I think it was after uh, Peace Do, uh, was, because I think for me, the absolute highlight of the documentary, like, hands down, um, I came away loving um the doctor more like she i always thought she was a groovy Dr. chick Crusher? yeah like i All always right. thought she was a groovy chick um but like hearing her like say like cuz i didn't know that she got like ostensibly fired for speaking her mind um and i think that's fucked up and it made me angry uh, and, and then I was, I felt like, like vindicated though, that she, that they had to bring her back. Um, and it was like, cause, and I loved what she had to say. Like she didn't back down from like the question. She was like, listen, I, I came from a place of like, I'm my opinion is respected and I'll share it with you. And like, we'll talk about it. And you know, if, if we disagree on something, we'll talk it out and like, then we'll do what needs doing. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't like she was like, I come from a place where like, we just do what I say. You know what I mean? It was like, and I was like, I totally get you because I agree with you. You know what I mean? Like when you're an actor, I feel like, like that's part of you know your, me, I, I feel like it's part of your, your job. Like is to, is to, is to relate to your character, to know your character and, and to, participate in your fucking character and if there's something that gets written for you that doesn't make sense particularly on a show or a or a thing or an idea and you're like you know i'm not 
I really, this is not something I ever saw from a character. Like, can we talk about that? Like, like that should be a fucking conversation you can have without getting fucking fired. Like, and, and when peace do was talking about it, he was like, well, I never knew her to be unreasonable or whatever. Like, like he had such a classy way of basically saying, Oh yeah, she got shafted. It was fucked up because so, that's so not how it occurs to me. It occurs to me because I've, I've entered over the course of this entire conversation into a drunken stupor as I often do. Um, <laughs> that we have not we have not indicated to the audience what the fuck we're talking about um that we was said chaos on the bridge we said it right did, i don't think we said chaos on the bridge yeah you did the name totally is did. chaos on the bridge what it is is a documentary <laughs> it's a documentary that outlines um the creation the life behind the creation the of, the next of the next generation and then in the last 15 minutes, and this is probably where I feel why it lost a lot of points for me, tries to really quickly sum up all seven seasons in 15 minutes to wrap it up. Um, my yeah, thoughts I, mean, I feel like the main thrust of it was meant to be the Rocky start um, because they feel like a lot of people, like I felt like the consensus was for most people who were involved that by season uh, three, they had kind of found a groove. Like there was one, the yeah, one guy Barry was out here. Ir, Ir, Stephen bear. Um, who's the bald guy with the blue beard. Uh, he talked a lot about, I love that. He, I loved his beard. I love that dude's style. So here is Stephen bear. He and Ron Moore are the showrunners for DS nine. So okay. they are, they are. So that's why you love them. Cause there was the, who was the guy? There was the one, there was one writer and I really respected him for saying this. Like, cause it was, it kind of starts out as this ego, um like maniacal thing to say because he's like i think the best thing that ever happened to season two uh was putting me in charge and i think the best thing that ever happened to season three was was taking me off uh of of being in charge and i was like or so it was something to that effect and i was like you know what because good for you because like as he started that statement i was like damn dude and then like once he said that like but but taking me off for season three was the was also the best thing to have done. I was like, that's amazing. Like to to sort of be like, this was where I think I did well, uh, and then this is like I think it was I think I had gone too far or whatever overreached and and like kicking me down and off was totally the right thing to do. Uh, I thought that was really uh, humble of him to actually say. I was like, good for you, man. Like that's that's a fair assessment. Um, I, and I I was really surprised by some of the things I heard though, like like Denise. I really Denise felt Crosby. her pain. Yeah. Denise Crosby's pain. Cause like I loved her character so much. And like it really I got like I gotta say, I got salty. I so got yeah, so salty. what so so what happens? So what happens what Denise Crosby Crosby descri describes? Oh, she was so it, she's talking is about that, this is true, and I never noticed this until she said it, but it's absolutely true. She's got an episode and she's got like a scene in the in 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 a couple of episodes she's got a scene in the q episode she's got a scene in the in the first episode and she has her horribly racist episode that she does and then other than that she truly is on the bridge all the time to say a line yes sir or yes sir yeah or sometimes yeah. not even anything or sometimes, to stand. sometimes not even that and like she like requested that they would make a mock-up of her legs because like there are tons of shots where all She's you see are the hour days. Now, the, I know there are fans out there going, but I got, if I could just be on the set of the Enterprise, let me tell you. As someone, let me let me, can I raise my hand here? As someone, and again, you know, I got to say, can I, can I, because I'm drunk, I'm just going to say this to anybody. I know I've referenced my fucking Romulan thing a lot. Okay. I've watched the footage of Trek off and I've had to cut like 20 times of me going back when I was a Romulan, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> 
like as I'm watching, I'm like, fuck, I pull that card out a lot. Uh, so um, that being said, back when I was at Romulan, I can tell you the 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 majesty of like, oh my gosh, I get to do this. It does wear off. It's not even about the majesty of oh my well, gosh. That, that's what I say. That sort of thing. Eventually, like maybe you're enthralled with it for the first week or two of 18 hour days. That but that's we, really what I was gonna say. Like it's not even about like I think if if she was on set every day for like two or three hours a day, like the majesty would retain. I sure. think I think that the that what you get into once once we're talking about 16, 18 hour days with no fucking breaks, then then what we're getting coming into is like, so you're working, right, for that time period, but like more importantly, like what you're doing isn't actually critical. So like you don't your like, job is to stand there. Your job is to stand there. It's like why would you do that to a person? Yeah. Like, it's just, you know what I'm saying? Like, either give her more to do. And I fucking liked her, so I would have liked to see more for her to do, frankly. I loved ER. Like, or, I mean, I fucking loved her. Like, I would say when that show started, she was hands down my favorite female character. When she does that fucking, she, when she does that fucking, like, judo, judo, like, kung fu kick. Fuck against yeah. The guy. I was like, like, in the holodeck, I was like, fuck, that's awesome. Yeah, like, hands down, she was my favorite female character on that show when it started. Like, so losing her was, for me, a huge blow. Continues to be a huge blow. And, like, what really got me fucking salty um, was... Salty is your word today. I love it. Like, I was, I was I, like, bitter and angry and salty on her behalf. Yeah. Um, like, because he's all, like, I guess she wanted to, like, try and, you know, do another show or something. Like, I was like, oh, you fucking dick. Like, why don't you, you know what? Like, and this is what I'll never work again. And I'll never be in Star Trek because I said this, but like, fuck you, dude. Like, she simply was like, I'm an actress. I would like to actually do some acting. Like, you can have anybody just stand there. Like, it's the bottom of somebody's legs. Like, the fact that it's, that you could do it without actually having a motherfucking person actually standing there. That's hard. Like, I'm not, I'm not being fulfilled. You know what I mean? And that's fucking fair. Like, it's not yeah, like, how do you get shitty about that? Like, I guess she thought she would do like work where she felt fulfilled and had meeting. Like, suck a bag of dicks, dude. Like, yeah. why would you say, like, it's just got a whole such a shitty right comment from him that I was very angry, like, on her behalf. Yeah. I would say this for those of you thinking that this is that one of those things, like the Shatner books where he just puts his name on, but other people write them. I absolutely feel like this movie is a William Shatner movie. I, uh, when it says oh, directed, I think so. when it says directed by William Shatner, I absolutely believe that it's directed by William Shatner because it is Shatner centric. And let me tell you what I mean by this. Um, <laughs> it's a movie about Star Trek: The Next Generation that has plenty of Shatner in it, talking with a lot of the old original Star Trek people about Gene Roddenberry and the transition of the original Star Trek people into the next generation. Next generation, with yeah. A smattering of anybody who had anything to do with the next generation, except for Iris Stephen Bear, who must have given a great interview. But there is, there is no, there's. A I don't tiny... think that's. I did not feel like that was the case. Really? Watching it. What did I you really think of? Le, what did you think of the Bar, Levar Burton's interview, or Michael um, Dorn's, or Marina Sirtis's? You know why? Or Will Wheaton's? 
you know why you don't have any opinions about those interviews? Because they weren't there. They weren't there. I know. They weren't there. No, they they weren't there at all. I, I don't know why they weren't there. Like I I'm I'm unclear uh, as to why they weren't hey, there. You know why? I'm okay. <laughs> I'm okay with this. I'm okay with this. It's okay that it's Shatner centric. It's his movie. I mean, that's the thing. He went out and he decided he wanted to make a movie I guess, but I about feel the like... thing he was interested in. I mean, it's here's the thing. I don't fault him for it. <laughs> I, I'm not, and I don't. I'm I'm not shitting on him for it. But I'm saying I'm saying that it is he is an artist who went out to who who always was kind of burned by the next generation. There's a whole scene where he's like, yeah, I kind of sucked. Um, and 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 he went out and he was like he wanted to go out and understand this thing that happened that emotionally affected him back in the 80s. And he went out and made a movie about his exploration of that understanding. And that's what it is. The movie does read to me as an exploration of William Shatner's understanding of the next generation. Um, it doesn't have any I, interest. I suppose in so, but I, here's the thing. I felt like it was. You think Michael Dorn wouldn't have shown up? He would have shown up for an interview. Uh, he, he probably would have, but I got the impression that the idea, like, I mean, also implied by the title, Chaos on the Bridge, um, uh, was to do with uh, some of the seedier underbelly of the things that happened on the show. And I feel like uh, one of those things is is replacing Josh Crusher. Like, I didn't know that that was like uh, they fired her and then hired her back because, oh, yeah. you know, bringing in uh, Pulaski didn't work out the way that they wanted. And like what I didn't realize was that, you I know, that they got her to come on. They interviewed her. That was amazing. Yeah. They got she, that's I, what I'm I, saying. I think I think the reason why is like I don't know that there's a lot of seedy underbelly to Michael Dorn's experience or LeVar Burton's experience or Marina Sirtis's experience, like in the same way that that there were for the the people that they spoke with. Now I don't know that Will Wheaton doesn't make that list, but I think that Will Wheaton has been pretty vocal that he made his own fucking bed and laid in it. Not that they weren't treating him that he wasn't getting fulfillment. He, no, and, that, he was, and that's what I'm saying is that the perspective that it's giving is Shatner's perspective, which but is it's fine. Not, but I'm, what I'm saying but is I didn't thing, get I'm that not, impression. I, I want to be clear. I'm not shitting on the movie for it. I'm I saying understand that, that you're not. What I'm saying is I disagree with, like, I didn't feel like that. I felt like the reason we didn't see those people interviewed is like, for instance, uh, Patrick Stewart, peace to like when he was talking to him, like there was like talk of, uh, him being very serious and um, and like blowing up at the cast at times over there being silly, like and 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 that. You know what I love in that conversation is that they cut to an interview with uh, Jonathan Frakes. Mm -hmm. It's a very brief cut to him, but he keeps saying to Bill, he keeps he William Shatner keeps going, Bill, Bill, Bill. He gets like he keeps going like Bill. Dude, like Bill, and he just keeps saying Bill in that way, and I just love well, you. I love Jonathan Frakes even more because you can you can hear him going like, "Dude, fucker, listen." Like I could just, I just love his. The it was yeah, it was really funny. They cut to him because he was like, "Was it really?" Because you guys were singing and this is like Bill, 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 you were. We you you had fun too on set. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, I know. Like, I mean, it was really. <laughs> that was really cute. And Jonathan funny. Frakes gets 45, 40, sorry, 45 seconds in the whole film. And damn it, if he doesn't take those 45 seconds, it just make me love him more. Oh, absolutely he does. He absolutely does. But like I said, when I came away from this, for me anyway, I came away with seeing the, the negative stuff 
that I had no idea about was going on. And I think that that was what he set out to do was the chaos on the bridge, the parts sure. that weren't working well, that weren't gelling the way that the writers felt like, you know, at, at odds with each other, with the show, with like, and I, I thought that was really interesting to hear too. Like when they were like, wait a minute, like how do we fucking write with no conflict? How does that oh, work? Like, like you, you've written, you've, you've created this world where everybody doesn't war anymore. And then, then we're perfect. Well, now what the fuck do we write about? Like, and, and their struggle to deal with that. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like all of that stuff is the struggle part. And I think that was the, that chaos on the bridge was the name of it. And that was what he was going for. It wasn't, this did not occur. And that's why I, I guess it didn't occur to me as a, 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 you know, just as a Shatner journey, but like, it, it this wasn't uh oh there was this cute little story and oh wasn't this funny like i think that there were funny moments in it to be sure but I, but this was very much a like a gossip session like you know when you've been on a show yeah. and like you. and do. then you and then you go and then you like talk with people about all the things that happened on the show and like i'm, when sure, you, I'm sure there are people who worked on ninjas versus monsters who feel that way very right much. like i'm sure when you do that like you don't you don't just fo you don't focus on all this the the fun that was had you know what i mean like you talk about the trials and the tribulations and like i just i think that's what this documentary was meant to do and i felt like that was what he did so like i didn't feel like those people were like left out because this was a shatner journey i felt like it was like he might have interviewed them or re reached out to them or based on the information that he was getting like there wasn't oh, fucking great would it be chaos there if he, did, right? if he did like the chaos close up like he did with the captains and we get like three more hours of like what it was really from other people i would love that i would too uh, and i think but that's what I think. I think he had to sort of find a balance in this he's done one documentary on it well let's be let's be clear this this movie's only an hour long it's not it's not 90 minutes it's 60 minutes okay i mean i so guess he could have made it longer but like maybe they didn't Sorry, think that people had the i don't know the stamina to hear the dirt for that long i but certainly I like don't i would have <laughs> i absolutely oh. would have like the whole fucking lawyer shit i had no idea no that part was that part was intriguing as fuck very interesting like, I'm like wow like they just yeah. let Roddenberry's lawyer like all over the place and he would like fucking rewrite shit. I was like, wow, the fucking balls on that guy. Yeah, no, no. Like, and, and, damn, and the dude. fact that, and, and the fact that in a world where everyone does like try to pretend that like everybody's hunky dory and everybody likes each other, that people are like, yeah, I wish this guy would die. I wanted to. Throw oh, I know. I was so surprised. Like that was the thing I was so surprised by. Like, I feel like, you know, Mr. I pointed out a number of times. It's like, it's so interesting how people like say a thing without say like like they're so um diplomatic um not, not for this guy but this yeah that one guy was not like that like no one and that was what i lo he like was it was like hated he was hated yeah he was a fucking scumbag like there was no question about it like, i, that I was almost really feeling bad for him because of how bad he was hated that's what i'm saying like i feel like the difference is when you have like in any creative team right like you have powerful personalities and they can clash and i think that's how you wind up with really good art honestly um that being said like i feel like people you know will rub some people wrong like i've rubbed plenty of people the wrong way um i'm not sure why <laughs> like just what i say like my, yes my dick is bigger than yours like why does that rub you the wrong way i don't understand um but like i i understand people being like well that hasn't oh, been my experience 
and someone else being like, uh, I mean, she's just, you know, I just don't think we're, we're good for each other. And you know what I mean? Like where you have that, like where you can, I can accept like intellectually, right? Like there are people that I've worked with that I can accept like intellectually, like it's not like there's something wrong with them or they're a fucking douchebag or an asshole or whatever, but I'm clear that like, we don't meld well, right? Like it's just a rocky thing. And, and I'm not like, Hey, I want to do that again. Um, and I feel like what was so interesting about this guy was like, that was just not the case here. Like there were people on the, on the show that there was sort of like, you kind of got this feeling, this vibe that like certain people didn't necessarily jive well with others. But like in this case, like this dude was just a fucking douchebag. Like he was just a class A asshole. Like there was no, you know, everybody was like that fucking guy. And I was, I would laugh. I felt terrible. Like I was like, I'm a terrible person. This every time he would be like, I really thought like, I, I, I hope he dies. Like yeah. he started coughing and I really think, God, I hope he just dies right now. Like I was like, oh my God, like I can't believe he just said that. Like, and I so, laughed and I was like, so, I'm going to hell. So short version, do you think people should go on Netflix right now as soon as this episode's over and after they've downloaded their copy of We Are Nerds on iTunes and watch the YouTube video um, <laughs> that they should that they should then go watch uh, Chaos on the Bridge on Netflix? Do you give it your, your Alexia stamp of approval? Oh, fuck yeah, for sure. Like, and I I'm telling you, you will come away from it. Like, well, if you're me, you will come away from it loving the women more. I really, I really was. Um, and Peace 2 is, I mean, Peace 2 is always charming. That's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like uh, behind the scenes, we, we've we not gotten to see or, or hear from them as much. And I think in this case, we got to see kind of, I mean, honestly, it feels in, in some ways, and, and it's unfortunate, even given that there are female writers clearly present, like you, you still had DC Fontana yeah. rather prominent there, um, that these women kind of got slighted, uh, and, and that's unfortunate. That, but I really feel like I, like I came away with that understanding, and like it makes me really sad that that's the case, and it makes me um, feel for them more and like love them more. and. Sure and respect them more for, for having gone through it. You I know? wanted more. I, that's, and again, the reason it's, it's a B is because like, I wanted more of it and I wanted, I like, I wish it had been another half. Hour. I wish it had been another hour long. I hope that he does. Like I would too. I would have eaten it all up. Like, but I mean, to be fair, like I would listen to the, like any of them talk about star trek <laughs> like i mean Fuck, I'm not we, sure we, that... we like star trek so much we think that people want to listen to us talk about star Trek. right you know okay. what i mean like I... <laughs> like that's what i'm saying like i feel like for me anyway like watching uh i would i could watch them have any conversation with each other <laughs> like about any experience they had related to star trek like i really could have um I, but i think i learned a lot uh, and I think I, I actually I learned probably the most, and maybe this you had this is the knowledge that you had that I didn't. Um, I think I probably learned the most about Roddenberry. Oh yeah, he was an interesting cat. I mean, there, without um, a doubt. I did not. Um, I I didn't know the all of the sorts of like stuff going on there. You know what I mean? Like the the sort of. The, the sort of person like, well, I'm talking about. Like, the tragedy of Roddenberry, I think, is that it happened to him, you know, it happened to him twice. And and that's that's really sad is because he lost he lost Star Trek. He lost it in season three of the original series. And then he, uh, three times, and then he got it back for the motion picture, and then he lost it again. 
with Star Trek Two, and then he got it back for Next Generation, and then it slipped out of his fingers again. Um, and I think that you know, there's I've been thinking a lot about George Lucas lately because he's doing this this about how he broke up with Star Wars. And he's talking about it a lot. He just did a, an interview with the Washington Post where he's like, it's like a divorce. And yeah, I'm going to see it, but it's going to be weird for me. And I wrote out you know, plans for episodes seven, eight, and nine, and they've mostly ignored them. They want to do their own thing, and they don't want to have anything to do with what I have to say. And at the same time that's happening, I'm listening to the Now, now Playing podcast, which I really enjoy. Um, and they are in advance of The Force Awakens. Uh, doing reviews of all six star wars films in the in their uh order of release so they're doing four five six one two three and as they get to one two three um they acknowledge that the world building in one two three is brilliant that the that the world of the prequels is astoundingly awesome that yeah that like, that's not my problem with the prequels that 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 the the even the political machinations everything that's built there um, if you were to take the it's story, the bones are great. It's how it's put yeah. together. Do you know? And, 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 and the problem is, is that, is that Lucas, um, like I hate to say it, but he lost the magic somewhat. And I think that Roddenberry is unfortunately is sort of in the same vein that Roddenberry like was an amazing, an amazing world builder. And frankly, an amazing team builder in terms of, getting together the yeah, right like, people to do shit. He's clearly an amazing idea man. Yeah. You know what well, I mean? Not just an idea. I, you, you, but I mean, I'm, not, I guess, I'm an idea man. He's also occurs... able to get like the people together to fucking do it. Sure. And... I guess what I'm saying though is like in the way that Lucas is too, right? Like that's yeah. what I kind of like. That's the thing that I kind of got from most people like where even when they were like, we don't know how to do this. Like, and he didn't necessarily go, well, this is how you do it. You dummies. Um, Like, although it, maybe he did. Although maybe he did. Um, uh, that it was, but like, as an idea, uh, they were really great. Like, I think I have like really good ideas, but I, I can't write dialogue. Um, so I, th I think that he has clearly, like he has created this vision, um, for a future that is so intriguing. Um, I think it's intriguing when we start and I think it's even more intriguing when it becomes even more Roddenberryan uh when when we revisit it and and i think that from the the from that world we come to a place where the writers find comfort in that world and figure out how to write characters like because i i remembered you know like hearing them talk about like we don't know how to write characters without conflict and i was and i, and I remember having the thought even then when they were saying that like and, and probably because I've watched it, right, at this point. So, like, I'm clear that you can have conflict without them being, like, at war, right? Because sure. it's, like, conflict between characters doesn't have to always be, like, I don't like you and you don't like me or we're fighting or, like, that's not necessarily where all drama comes from. Like, they, I, they found the way to have conflict, like, over things, like, from yeah. the characters, though. Like, from how they're seeing it and having their own viewpoint on it it's like just because the world like we have come together and like gotten rid of all the bullshit and wars and we're not you know what i mean like we've kind of come together as 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 a planet 
that doesn't mean that like all of a sudden none of us have you know our own unique personalities or our viewpoints or the way more importantly or the way that we view uh other people's interactions like when we come across them right like we have like that's 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 intrinsically human and i and i think that even when we get to this roddenberryan place that i truly hope that we get to someday and i would love to see like be alive for um but I we won't <laughs> speak for yourself i'm gonna time travel there that'd be so cool that was my answer when i watched because i also watched the back to the future back in time uh which was i also watched that too it's really good I, I i highly recommend it uh as well and uh they of course asked the question like where would you go uh and i was i was very torn i was like do i go back to the 80s because that's the best time in the world or do you just go ahead and like fucking as far forward as you can to see if we get to roddenberry in future because that that's what i would love to see happen that would be so cool to me um but i think we i don't think we'll ever shed like our inner turmoil as like human beings right yeah. like that i think is like um that's a whole it's intrinsic y yeah to some extent without getting an argument with someone i mean it's just it's part of the way it's built <laughs> did you watch the snl skit though oh my god no, I didn't, but like it's it's You didn't watch the Adele skit? Come on, dude. No, I did like, like I said, too much to watch, man. I'm like It's a fucking SNL sketch. Watch it on YouTube. It's All so right. funny. Will do. I also recommend that because it made me Good. just laugh my ass off and I'd never even seen the Adele song. Um Hello. So <laughs> Hello. I, Hello. Now, of course, the one I hear that all I can think of, because I said, like, what did I say? The A's is the best time ever. Is it me you're looking for? You know, somebody um, mashed it together on a YouTube video where I, they're, I like, they're saying hello to each other. Uh, but I've not seen it. Um, oh, my gosh. Speaking of 80s, can we just sidetrack for just one second before we end? Um, yes. The crashing and burning of Gem. The crashing and we utterly. Did. We talked about that the last time. Did we time, talk dude? about it? About how, so how drunk they, now. Did we? I am a little drunk. Did we talk about how they yanked it from theaters? Yeah. Or did we just talk online about how they yanked it from theaters? Oh. I don't know if we talked in the show. Um, I I feel like that was the the. <laughs> they pulled it out of theaters. We've talked. I I so. Spoiler alert: Alexina actually speak occasionally. Um, we mostly text. Um, offline about stuff or Facebook message back and forth. I mostly like. Generally, what happens is Michael Santos Sandoval posts something <laughs> awesome, um, yeah. and then we both comment on it. <laughs> That's typically what happens. Or send her private messages with like, "Hey, I think this is cool. You should look at this." Um, but uh, yeah, Gem got what it deserved. So good. Yeah, I think we did talk about it. I am. I yeah, whipped cream vodka was it tonight. <laughs> um, I miss having you here doing it in person so you can share whipped cream vodka with me because that was Dude, always. Funny. I would not have done that tonight. <laughs> I don't um, think no. that's like a good idea. Like, I don't think it's like head injury, drink a bunch of alcohol. Head injury with alcohol? No, my my. That's my, probably not great. <laughs> I I look. I it's not. I it's not like I have a medical license or anything. Um, <laughs> but, it's not like you know. But and if you want to go ahead and talk out of your ass, fine. <laughs> um. Uh. So chaos on the bridge. Absolutely, I give it like. I give it a recommend. I you absolutely should watch it. It's I a feel like it's an A. Like I think you're being much harsher on it than, than I'm not being harsh on it at all. It's I it's if you if you don't I, know I the don't shit. Anything, like I like what you're dinging it for, I don't I'm see. not dinging it. By giving it a B, you're dinging like if an A is the best thing ever, 
Like it's awesome. There's nothing wrong. Do with you it. think it's as good as the captains? Um, it's an interesting question. I don't I think. I think the problem that you run into with um with documentaries, sure, uh, is that like I feel like they're very the 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 ones we're referencing in particular, Chaos on the Bridge and the Captain is um. They're very different uh, stories, and I can and 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 I think the only differentiating factor uh, is which is more appealing to you as an individual. Um, would you rather uh, the more uh, sort of retrospective, insightful, um, you know, digging down deep, uh, human like? personal stories of like your journey is as bringing a captain to life and being a part of this um this great big thing that is star trek uh versus sort of this more microcosm smaller tale of um of the the torments and the and the trials and the difficulties uh on one of uh you know when we rebooted it well when we i guess when we continued the story after um the original series what that looked like i think that it's really about i don't think either one of them is like better than the other because like one missteps and or uh, you know and another one doesn't i think it's really just a question of the content like what's more appealing to the individual so i don't i don't think it's better like i think it's better for you because you find that content more appealing but i don't think it's a uh, objective yeah and i i just think looking at the two objectively i don't i i think don't think that this one packs the same punch that the captains did um, I don't think there's anything in it that packs the punch of of uh, Kate Mulgrew talking about what she was talking about in the theater, or Patrick Stewart talking about you know the damage that it did to his family. Um, it's not. It's not. Yeah. It's not as. And and, um, and, and and look, it's it doesn't have to be an A plus. Not everything needs to be an A plus. The fact is, is that Will, William Shatner has proven himself as a documentarian, and as a, and as a biographer. And I and I I absolutely look forward to the next thing that he does. And I'm sure he'll do 70. I, I think the man's going to outlive me. Um, but the fact is, is that he is, he has now directed far more films than I have. Um, and, and say what you will about Star Trek five, which I do not like. Um, he has made <laughs> some excellent movies as a director. And I think that, I think that uh, chaos on the bridge is a lesser entry, um, but not a bad one. And that's the thing. Ultimately, there we're splitting hairs. If you have, yeah, Netflix, I just, I just don't think it's lesser. That's what I'm saying. If I you have Netflix, you should be watching it. If you're a Star Trek fan, you have Netflix. It's only an hour long. Yeah, like there's no reason not to. Like, and I think I even wound up like I started it just to like because my fucking Netflix does this thing sometimes where it says you can't add anything more to your queue, um, and then uh, I get angry. Uh, and I didn't want that to happen to this. So I was like, I'll just start playing it because it'll be my recents and all that I'll watch it. And then like, I just, I was so instantly hooked. I couldn't stop watching it. So like, and I was like, ah, well, I mean, it's an hour later. It's so we normally do this at the beginning of the show. Let's do it here at the end. How was your Trek week? What'd you do this week in Trek other than watch Chaos on the Bridge? Um, I think that's it. Cause I was pretty um, wrapped up in Jessica Jones. And I actually, that's what I'm saying. Like I was still, I don't think I had finished Jessica Jones when Chaos in the Bridge came up, or maybe I had, and I was on to Continuum because I'm still I'm getting caught up on Continuum as well, um, which I fucking love that show, and I'm, uh, I guess in season four. So like I, it came up though, and I was like, what's this? So like, 
it was powerful enough that like whatever it was I was watching right then, I was like, no, I'm watching this clearly. Like I said, I was like, I'll just start it. I'll watch it later. It'll be fine. Cause then it'll be in my recently watched. Like that was my plan. And like, it didn't work. I was, I was immediately drawn in and, and loved it. And I think after it was over, I, 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 I may have watched a little bit of next gen. Um, like I started a next gen episode. It was the, I guess I actually finished it. It was the one where Crusher gets taken. Um, Cause I was already on a rewatch a re of next gen. Um, so it was actually a really good time for chaos. Cause I think I'm in season. I think I'm still in season one, but I might be in season two. It's the one where, where Crusher gets uh, taken on the, the planet uh, where they're like, there's infighting uh, and there's like terrorists and the terrorists. That's season take her. three. Okay, so it's season three. Because they're in the better costumes. Uh, oh, are they? Okay. And it has that really, really cool uh, transporter effect that I like with like, oh, the sideways yeah. light beams. That it's was really actually cool. one of the things I thought that was really interesting. That'd be cool uh, today. An interesting tidbit from that from Denise Crump when she said that um <laughs> that they she would uh, go to the cheer set yeah, to, to, get, to food. get food. Yeah. Because uh, like they were redheaded stepchildren. Uh, and they didn't have like even a decent trailer. Like and they were all they talked about that. I'm like, I can't even imagine like for, like as an actor like to feel like oh I've made it I'm on a series like you know what I mean like I've got I've got you know continuous work here. This is awesome. Um, I'm gonna get a character to explore and I'm gonna you know I've I've made I've arrived and like you haven't like you've got like this fucking shitty rat motel of a trailer. Uh, uh that's like seriously like they fucking hauled that shit out of the back of the lot from like the 30s where it hasn't been touched and like we're like here you go that's 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 your trailer in its defense star trek the next generation was the best thing to happen to every single actor on that show let's, sure let's, let's agreed i just say like in the moment right like when you're like stealing food from another show's set because there's like no food on yours like that's just it's just crazy to me thinking of how successful it is and how wonderful it is and how great it was and how great it like they fucking persevered like as people right like i think seasons one and two are still good i'm, well, I'm clear I, I that there's stuff in there I think it's hit and miss, but I think the hits are, are okay. Yeah. I think that the, I think that it's clear in season three once it sort of solidifies and they talk about this, the you know, sort of having uh character centric episodes. I think that's when they they find the formula, right? Where they're like, yeah. Okay, this is how we write in this Rodbarian Rodbarian world, like this is how we do it. Um, by cutting this at it from one character perspective. Sorry. Uh huh. I said, this is how we do it. Cause I have to every time I hear those words. <laughs> um, I thought that that was, um, I think that's very true, but, um, but they, but they fucking, they work their asses off and, um, and, and because of them and because of the writers, because of everything that everybody went through, um, we, we wound up with this really great show that like led to so many, like without sure. next gen, I don't know that we have the Star track Trek beyond. We don't have Star Trek Beyond next year. I don't think we have. Star I don't between. think we have any of the Star Trek yeah. lexicon that we've Agreed. come to have. Good use of the word lexicon, by the way. Thanks. Yeah, well done. Hey, so I, have, I have a couple of said. Geek Week. I have a couple of Geek Week things I just want to share real quick. <laughs> um, one, I finished a novel. I read a novel or I listened to a novel um, on my iPhone. 
Um, but the Star Wars novel, uh, uh, Lost Stars, um, is heartbreaking and awesome. It is, I, I, Darth Plagueis is still my favorite Star, Star Wars novel. And next to it, this new one is, uh, is astounding. It's essentially Romeo and Juliet. Um, it's a young adult novel, but don't hold that against it. It's essentially Romeo and Juliet set um, in the backdrop of the original trilogy. Um, Interesting. Um, and in the, midst of, okay with that. in the midst of it, they go beyond Return of the Jedi by a few years. So it's your first glimpse into what happened, and it's it's the new canon. So it's what happened. Uh, oh, so they're they're acknowledging whatever this is. Look, if you've seen the trailer, you've seen it. If you look at the cover of the book, this is not a spoiler because it's on the cover of the book. But there's a a star destroyer crashing into a planet on the cover of the book. First shot in the very first trailer is a star destroyer crashed into a planet. So that star destroyer that you see in all the trailers that's crashed in the planet. You get the story of that Star Destroyer in this book. Um, oh, interesting. Um, but it's but some of it is like it's it's really really interesting. It shows how somebody can serve the Empire and still be a good person through the through the original. It's a really really good. It's called Lost Stars. It's a great list, and you've got to get used to the guy who's reading it because he kind of. Can you just read book. the book? Like I like to just read books myself, so. I don't have time to sit and read, but I can put it on my headphones for a half hour. Oh, I, I get that. I'm, I'm, but like a person could just get the book, right? Because I, I recently yeah. read um, for the first time, uh, Stranger in a Strange Land. Yeah. Um, I'd never read it, and um, and fuck, it was good. Yeah, of course, of course, it's good. It's amazing. So book. good. That's um, back, so, I read that back when I used to read. Um, but uh, yeah, so yeah, I would, it, but I would like read this bucks. book you're talking about if I, I could would, just read it. Um, yeah, Lost Stars. Uh, it's like it's like seven bucks on Kindle. It's really worth it. Because if really I have trouble getting behind whoever's reading it, like therefore, like I, it, it's it's really hard for me to engage. It's a really really good read, and the guy who reads it's good. Eventually, when you get used to him, but it's a, if you, it, it's something I'd really really recommend. Um, the other thing is I got to everyone who sees me on Facebook knows this, but I got a present. I got an early Christmas present. Um, my uh, my uh father-in-law sent me the jurassic park collection on blu-ray <laughs> including jurassic park and jurassic world in 3d i watched that i'm so happy i did i tell you did we did we talk about it i watched what? it jurassic world uh-huh did you like it <laughs> do we have time to talk about it no <laughs> but bottom line bottom line we remember ago. to talk about it later um it's fucking it's fucking bad dude it's bad wow. um it's not it's not as bad as i thought it would be um all right and i gonna, think i think that if I'm you gonna put a pin in this if you, if this you is half an episode this is half a trek off episode i'm gonna put a pin in this conversation because <laughs> i do want to discuss this with you but honestly my my eyes it, like if you could see alex you can see my eyes because we're doing this with video and i'm like like my eyes are very clearly like I've had too much whipped cream vodka and we've been talking for like an hour and 40 minutes. So, uh, Hey, thank you for listening to these two episodes of Trek off. Um, <laughs> so th given that I will clearly be separating this into two episodes, that means that the next episode that we have, we will be discussing <laughs> star Wars. The force awakens will be our next episode that you guys hear. Oh goodness. Our thoughts. Um I will say this. Please be good. <laughs> <laughs> Please.
please be gay. All I ask of the geeky gods. I wanted I wanted to be I want later on because I love the prequels and I've I've come out saying as I love I know, the prequels. But I want later on for it to be said, <laughs> I want everyone to say, you know, thank God for the prequels because they lowered our expectations. So that this was good. <laughs> like 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 if this is so let me ask you a question. Are you excited about the Force Awakens? Um are you cautiously optimistic? Are you probably cautiously? Are you scared? Optimistic. Are you? I'm you, I'm cautiously optimistic, but like care? I said, I'm, I, I'm I'm scared. I'm scared. Do you care? I care. I absolutely care. You're emotionally invested in one way or another. Yeah, I mean, I care. I'm just I'm I'm more worried than I am optimistic. I think. So let me start from the bottom of the. And back. I think that's because of where I'm coming. Like to be fair, like what you're saying, right? I think I'm coming from that place, and that honestly is to the film's benefit. I'm coming from that place because I was so excited when the prequels came out. Like I remember standing in line for hours to get my tickets, yep. like just being a bundle of giggly, jumpy, glittery, crazy me. And like and then and then just being like crushed. So yeah, no, no, I wasn't crushed. I was I was the even worse thing. Like I liked episode one the first couple times I saw Was it. I really crushed? Yeah, like here's the thing. I mean, yeah, but were you there? The worst, okay. the worst thing, it's this is worse than being crushed. When you're watching it and you get out and you go, no, it was pretty good, right? It was pretty good. Like, I like, yeah, it was you're pretty right. good. You're right. I was probably, you're, you know what, like you're it. right. It was a long time ago. I was probably like you, Justin. I probably was like, 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 it was okay though, right? I mean, Jar Jar wasn't that bad. I mean, like, 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 defending, yeah, I think I was like definitely... defending the uncouth girlfriend that you brought to dinner that you shouldn't have. Like, like, she, she's nice, right? You like her, right? Like, <laughs> right? And Wait, then you mean, the, you mean me? Like, that's what this is. I'm who you bring to that dinner. Like, she's nice, right? She's okay. I know she curses a lot, but it's fine, really. It's part right, of her so charm. This is, this is what um, I, this is what I need to know. Does it, if it, how do you feel if it's as bad as Phantom Menace? Terrible, right? Are you, if it's if you walk out feeling that same way after this hype, like are you done? Um, I think it's it's hard for me with something as ingrained as, um, as Star Wars or Star Trek. I think it's hard for me to 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 ever, even if I say it in a fit of passion, to actually be done. But are right? you? Are you burned? I'm, I, are you, like, if it's Phantom Menace, are you burned? I don't think I. I don't think that I am ever going to be truly burned. Is what I'm saying. Like, I think I'll be really angry, and I'll probably make some rash statement like "fuck all this" and "fuck all that," and like "no, never again." And you can. Suck you guys a bag will hear it And I would like to submit, "suck it, bitches," like all that stuff. But like, I don't think like this is part of my problem. Like, I'm like I'm eternally. Uh, like a romantic, right? Like, cause I would do that. Like some fucking guy would like break my heart. Um, and he usually didn't even know I existed or that I uh, thought he was great. Um, and then he would still break my heart. It was really fucked up, right? But I'm saying like, and then I would be like, never again. I'm not, no boy, no dating, no talking to boys unless they're just your friend and you're playing games with them and, and doing cool shit because that's fine. They like to do the same shit I like to do. But like other other than that, like male-female relations, no. Um, and I could never stick by it. And I feel like that that's me with Star Wars and with Star Trek. So how do you feel, how do you feel if it's like a, 
like Attack of the Clones. Same thing. I think Attack of the Clones is worse than Phantom Menace. Yeah, so, it, it, that's what I think. It's I think I think in any of those scenarios, like I I'll get very okay. angry and I'll want to say so what that, if what no, if it's what if it's Revenge of the Sith? Which I don't. Is, that movie wasn't as awesome to me as it was to you. But it's clearly a step up from the first. It's movie. clearly better than the other two of those that you so just. If it, if it at least presents to to a Star Wars that's all right, you know, and and has some really good stuff. But also has some stupid shit in it, which is not JJ's way, by the way. But that's yeah, no, it's not generally. Um, I, I mean, I think then my spat will last less, right? Like I think how much it sucks will be like proportional to the amount of time I'm able I'm able to like stick to. Fuck you! I'm not doing this anymore. Right, like, so the worse it is, the longer I'll be able to be like, no, I said no, and I meant no. Well, it's um, funny you can separate in terms of quality the uh, Star Wars saga, the sixth movie so far, into three sets of two. People will argue about which is worse, Fast or Attack of the Clones, and people will argue which is best, Star Wars versus Empire. I will argue, and I have before, that Revenge of the Sith is better than Return of the Jedi. And you're just wrong about that. And so, and so, and I know that you feel that way. What if the movie is just as good as Return of the Jedi, which is clearly the worst of the original trilogy? Uh, if if it's as good as Return of the Jedi, I'll be pleased. I'll be like, right. thank God. Okay, like, so a relief, a, a sigh of relief. Yes, for not, me not, that would be a sigh of relief. Not not overwhelmingly. We yes, thank yay, but thank God. They did it. They pulled it off. They made a Star Wars movie. It is a Star Wars movie the way I want it. Yes, the way I want to see a Star Wars movie. Like this fits. It feels like it fits, and I and I and it's good, and I like it. Yay, yeah. So, I I'm worried for me, in that I've defended the prequels. I feel how I feel about the prequels. We're now introducing a bunch of new characters, new scenarios. What 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 not. And I've got such I sense the difference between me watching the prequels and me now is I now I do trek off and I look at things more you know intricately than I used to. Um, I kind of am afraid that if it's not like as good as Star Wars or Empire, I'm going to walk out going, "Well, it was okay, but it wasn't Star Wars or Empire," and I don't want to walk out that way. Um, and yet there's this part there's this part of me that thinks every trailer has been perfect, everything so far has been perfect see i don't i don't know that i agree with you on that what in the trailers outside of the cross you know why you know what we've talked about them like they're not but yeah that but like this not i I don't get perfect from the whole thing i get perfect from particular moments let me rephrase that so that's me personally though outside you don't like the cross card but outside of the cross card flawless which is different than perfect there have been no flaws uh yeah no no readily apparent ones yeah like there's nothing that like jumps out at me as being like what the fucking ah like but there's been some things to me that were kind of questionable like i'm not sure why we're seeing darth vader's mask um so uh i'm like uh, um you know i'm kind of back and forth like i'm not sure how i feel about some of that stuff so it's definitely much more of a mixed bag to me than it seems to be to you from a trailer perspective at this juncture after the prequels i have to admit there's a part of me that feels like 
like you know i that movie's gonna say a long time ago in a galaxy far far away and i'm just gonna go i want to lose myself and not be critical in any way i just want to experience and take it in and i hope that that i i i hope i can leave with the same high that i even got during the prequels because it's you know i've had 10 years of analyzing the prequels like I hope I can not be analytical and just lose myself in the emotion. Yeah, I feel like I think there'll be a good chance unless it's like really, really awful. Like that my joy of being back in that world will like, cause it's, it's very like, I, like I talk about this a lot. Like, you know, we talk about how you're a hater and I love things. Um, and I feel like that's uh, kind of, uh, I feel like that's kind of universally true though. Um, like I feel like I, when it's not true at all. You hate things more than I do. Can I can I finish? Shit. You can finish. Um, I feel like what's happened as I've gotten older. It's very interesting, and as as we've done this and and been more critical of things and examined things. Um, I um, I will say that I uh, upon reflection for a film, uh, will be a little less. Will be more inclined um to be less excited than I was the first time that I saw it. Um when I've had a chance to really like analyze and do it. And, but like me as a person, I'm really easily brought into something. Um, like, cause if I would say up until my late twenties, the number of movies that I would call bad, I could count on one hand. Sure. And I watched a lot, like, like uh, a lot, a lot, like, like so like I couldn't even, like to give you perspective, I personally own easily over two thousand movies. Yeah, like in hard format. I have like half that, but on I have DVD and or Blu-ray. Um, yeah. so I watched a lot of movies, and like th the fact that I there's more movies on that list now, it has spiked dramatically. Um, in say the past five years, probably. Uh, but, but even still, it's a low number proportionally to the num to the, to the amount of, of media that I take in. I still watch a fuckload of movies. So like when I say something's bad, like if you lose me right off the bat, like if I walk in there and I can't, you can't even engage me, like you have really fucking screwed the pooch. Yeah. Like from a filmmaking perspective, you have really fucked up <laughs> because I am like really easy to engage. Like I am so emotional and like ready to leap in like a perfect example. Uh, I, something in sci-fi sure. that I watched recently, I highly recommend it's on Netflix and it's horribly rated and I disagree with it. It's called parallels. And it's uh, it's clearly a, um, a movie. I do disagree with the way it ends. I will spoil this slightly in saying that it doesn't really have an ending. It has like one of these endings. Because I don't want you to feel what I felt when, when it was like, quote unquote, over. And I was like, what? Because I was mad. Like I'd really gotten into it and I really liked it. It was really intriguing. Um, and And then it was like, over, right? And I was oh, like, no. and it felt like, the beginning of a series and I would fucking watch the shit out of this series. And it's clear to me that like, it's not some triple a title. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, I, I was engaged because it's really, it's really fucking good, you know? And so if, if, if you lose me immediately, you've really, you've really fucked up. Like you just, you have <laughs> like, cause I'm, I'm in easy sell. Like I'm an easy fucking mark. 
Like, that's why fucking jokers uh, in New York think I have sucker, like, tattooed on my forehead. Like, I can't walk around the streets of New York without being that jackass that has Hold all on, the as you're saying this, moment of silence for Toys R Us in New York. Oh, yes. Yeah. Sad to see you go. Thank you I so much, same. though. Um, I, because I, we, if we, if we hadn't done truck off, if if we didn't have this, and we hadn't gone to New York for it, um, I would never have even been. I would not even have in my like experience bucket, having experienced that store. Well, and I, and that would be really sad for me because it, like, I I had so much fun there that night, like the just footage, lost the, it. The footage of that. Um, I don't know if it's going to make it in the film, um, but I'm glad that we have it. That's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, whether whether it makes it in the film or not, like, I'm glad that we have it and that I have the like that I have the memory of us having a really fun time. For those of you who have no idea what the, the fuck we're talking about, the Toys R Us in Times Square is closing on December 30th. So get there after you see The Force Awakens and right. after you buy We Are Nerds on and iTunes. After you buy We Are Nerds on iTunes, which is really important, <laughs> and watch and, and and watch Ninjas vs Monsters on Amazon Prime. <laughs> I got to quit coming up with shit because you guys got to watch some of it. Um, I know we've got, you know what we've by the end of the of these two episodes uh, we've given you a number of good fucking things to watch like right now. You're welcome. So you Merry Christmas, guys. Yeah, Merry Merry fucking Christmas. Merry Trek off Christmas. <laughs> Merry Trek Christmas. Next time you're gonna hear us either complaining great or and or how terrible. Um, and if I've only seen it the one time, it might be, oh, it was so great. And then we'll do the thing that we did with Star Trek. <laughs> where we're then we'll, we'll, in the darkness where we'll go, well, what was it though? We had these um, grand so plans where we were going to see it together. We're, we're not going to see it together. So we're going to have to record uh, in then a couple days afterward. Um, but uh, we will have thoughts. No, I know, but we'll like a big, we, won't, we won't have the added benefit of like watching it. Yeah, that was amazing. They're like watching it again and like right know, away yeah. being like, oh. Um, well, it's pretty good. Uh, cool. Keep in mind, cool. that's the last J.J. Abrams film we saw. I know. Believe me, so. that's in my fucking mind, dude. It is. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm yeah, not. He's come out and said that he feels like he knows he made mistakes and he's course correcting. So we'll see. Uh, but for now, my name is Justin. And my name is Alexia. Trek off. Merry Trek off, bitches. you just finished the episode and you're like hey that was fun i'd like more trek off to put in my ear hole to put into my brain part well that's really easy all you got to do is go to trekoffpodcast.com there's over a hundred hours of trek off it's free just go there trekoffpodcast.com or search itunes or whatever pod feed you use or trekoffpodcast.com that's really easy you can also like us on facebook where you'll hear information about everything that we do like us there especially hearing about trekoffmovie.com that's our movie we're making a movie based on this the trailers there links are there trekoffmovie.com trekoffpodcast.com thank you for listening and trek off okay this is the last chance i got before you go on to whatever else you're going to do today please check out we are nerds go on itunes right now before the podcast ends and just get it. it's 99 cents or amazon whatever you use to get music it really does help us it's a really cool song we are nerds get it now before you do anything else i trust you i know you're gonna do it okay thanks so much bye-bye you got me again Why do we like to see characters die and it's terrible Crying at home, it's embarrassing Every show, it's like dead, dead, dead And the wedding is red, like the beheading of Ned Jenny, Calendar, Tara, and Anya, and Fred Tasha, Yar, Uncle Ben, and Gwen Why is it then we tune in Every week for bloodletting, upsetting The